Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Mama bears are rising up, and we see that particularly with regards to their involvement in local school board issues. We're going to be talking to Tina Deskovich, who is the co-founder of Moms for Liberty on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Tina, during COVID, we started seeing all these videos of parents, brave parents, getting in front of school boards and start saying, I don't want masks on my children. This curriculum is not appropriate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think you at Moms for Liberty are part of that. I'd say we have something to do with that. I think if you look closely at most of those parents, you will see, uh, you zoom in, you'll find a Moms for Liberty mm-hmm. logo on, on one of their shirts. But you actually started in January of 2021, and obviously COVID there's blessings and curses with regards to COVID. Obviously, there's this lockdown and the whole other agenda that is part of COVID. But as it relates to moms and parents finding out what's going on in their school board, COVID really woke them up because they were able to see the kind of curriculum that was being pumped into their homes that otherwise they would not be aware of. And then they got tired of the lockdowns of the schools. Why are the schools not open? And then once they're open, the continual masking and the problems that that happened. And so moms got involved where they otherwise weren't politically active before. We like to call that at Moms for Liberty COVID lemonade. We like to make lemonade out of lemons. And it's really a great thing that parents are awake and they're focused on public education. And not just parents, elected officials. You know, Look at what happened with Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Elected officials now understand how important this issue is. For years, I would watch presidential debates and primary debates, and I would tally how many times they mentioned education, especially on the conservative side. Never. Very few times. Super frustrating as a mom and and knowing what's important in my family and our family values to see education ignored for decades by conservatives in America. And what people think of as education, they don't think of what is actually happening at the educational level with regards to the indoctrination, the agenda, the control and or influence of school uh, boards with regards to in the curriculum with regards to the unions. They don't really think about that. And so Moms for Liberty is a former school board member yourself and your co-founder, also a former school board member. You've seen it from the inside, and so you're trying to engage and get people to understand what the process is and how they can make a difference. Yeah, for a long time, moms have brought in cupcakes, built playgrounds, supported teachers in that manner, which is great. You know, you come in and read to the class. It's wonderful. You want to be involved and hands-on. But we also have neglected the policy and procedure level of what's going on in school districts, and we're starting to see the results of us not paying attention to that. You know, let's talk about one of those examples in Clay County, Florida, where parents' eyes were really opened. Tell us about that. Yeah, so one of the things that we've been fighting is gender ideology that's going on in our public school system. And in Clay County, Florida, um, a, a mom, because we, you know, we, we talk to the moms, not usually the dads in our organization, was uh, the school contacted her and said, uh, you need to come down to the school. There's an emergency. And her and dad ran down to the school. And they found that their daughter had tried to commit suicide in the bathroom at the mm-hmm. school. Uh, they were shocked and dismayed, of course. 
Uh, but what they what led to the next discussion that led to that was that the school said we have been meeting with your child for months on uh, gender ideology issues without she, the parents' knowledge. Yeah, the parents had no idea that this was the first they were notified of that. They got an attorney, rightly so, and the attorney uh, subpoenaed records from these meetings, these closed door meetings that the school had with their child, mm-hmm. and they found in the notes that it said that they were not going to tell the parents because the parents wouldn't affirm, the parents wouldn't understand, because the parents were Catholic. Unbelievable. Mm. And that, as shocking as it is, is very common across the country. Right, that's just one example. It's happening everywhere. Uh, you know, in other sessions, we've shared some other stories with you in Leon County, Florida, and California. Uh, there's there's multiple, multiple situations like this happening around the country. Liberty Council, we've worked with a number of people around the country who have experienced that very thing, where parents... Um, are completely unaware of what the school is doing, where they're giving counseling, they're giving different pronouns, uh, they're allowing them to um, express themselves in a way that parents have no clue about, and they're literally indoctrinating the kids and intentionally keeping that information from the parents. It's one thing to indoctrinate them. It's another thing to intentionally, knowingly, keep that information from the parents because they just don't want the parents involved. And to judge the parents by their faith. Mm -hmm. That's a real problem, and it's a real problem in America. It's something that we all need to wake up to and focus on. Uh, If they feel like they can insert, if the government can insert themselves into your family and draw a wedge between a parent and a child because the parent is a faithful parent and believes in God, uh, we've hit a whole new level of low in America. And when you look at, for example, the gender um, development of, say, boys, for example, there's a general development pattern where uh, they're bonded with their mother and then they begin to transition that bond to their father as uh, they grow up. Uh, But also there's a a period in time where they're just going to hang around boys. Boys are going to be around boys, not around girls. They don't want to be with the girls. If you start to place information in their mind and suggest, well, maybe it's because you're not a boy uh, or you're, you're not a girl or you're putting some of that in information or ideology into their mind, and then you combine that with, well, it's kind of cool if you want to express yourself and say, well, you're a girl today or you're a boy today, opposite from your birth sex, that can have a very devastating impact. And when they don't involve the parents, when the schools have put themselves in the position of literally pushing, and I'm not just talking about counseling, because what I'm seeing, I'm sure what you're seeing, is an intentional agenda to really push them down the LGBTQ plus whatever agenda uh, with regards to their ideology. It's my opinion that the agenda is to destroy who they are. It's even deeper than just push them down an LGBTQ path. It's to confuse them on even who their their very simplest form of makeup is. The governor here in Florida just signed uh, House Bill 1557, and that was to protect kindergarten through third graders from gender ideology. This is before the transition away from Mm -hmm. cuddling with your mom and wanting to hang out with boys. They're trying to get them at the very youngest age. And the standard, the national sex ed standard for that, for kindergarten is you can be a boy or a girl, neither or both. That is to sow confusion. you You can choose your gender or lack of gender, if you will, just like you can choose the 
color of clothes you're going to wear. You can change it. It's on a spectrum. I don't know if you've seen the graphic of the gingerbread person. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say they've taken the curriculum. They've yeah. taken the gingerbread man and they've turned him into the gingerbread person. And well, that goes all the way back to Alfred Kinsey in his book 1948, uh, Sexuality and Human Male, and then 1953, Sexuality and Human Female, where he wanted to abolish gender. That was his ultimate objective because he ultimately wanted to abolish God and felt that by attacking marriage and gender and human sexuality, you would obliterate the concept of God. Matt, you're going to get me crying on your program <laughs> if you keep talking about Kinsey. I did not know who Kinsey was probably a year ago. Uh, the Genderbred Person website, mm-hmm. on, on like the second page you click of, of why this gender ideology and fluidity, you know, they point to their research and they say the great work of Dr. Kinsey is is mm-hmm. is the why we, we, we believe this is true science of this gender fluidity. So in true uh, Tina Deskovich fashion, I went and found Dr. Kinsey, um, his books, and I didn't get the reprints. I went and got what you said, 1948, the original books. They're all tattered, and I ordered them. And, you know, this was probably just three months ago. I opened them up, and I literally sobbed when I read that research. What a despicable and disgusting human being, what he did to babies and toddlers to prove his ideology. Sexual experiments on babies. On babies. I don't know how much we can speak about on the radio, but it shook me to my core for days after I read that. Uh, That is what the gender-bred person is based on, and parents need to know that, and it needs to be exposed. He has a table in one of his books, Table 34. And all you have to do is look at table 34, and it goes down to kids that are very, very young. Two, he actually had one that was even six months. I won't describe what he did to them, uh, but he paid people to do these kinds of things on these little kids. When that was published, he should have been arrested and jailed uh, for what he had been doing to these children. Uh, Dr. Judith Reisman, the late Dr. Judith Reisman, who passed in 2021, was friends of some of the survivors of those kids that would be otherwise part of Table 34. It is unbelievable. That agenda ultimately transitioned Hugh Hefner, who was a virgin in college, to ultimately start Playboy. And he, till his dying day, considered himself the pamphleteer of Kinsey to pamphleteer this kind of gender ideology or ultimately... um, abolition of God. And that's influencing these children's curriculum today. That's influencing the curriculum today and so much more. Our guest is Tina Deskovich. She is the co-founder of Moms for Liberty. I encourage you to go to momsforliberty.org. That's momsforliberty.org. Get involved in your community. Start a Moms for Liberty. Join one, momsforliberty.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org.